Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Most people at some period in their lives have wished that time would stand still, would give them the opportunity to sit down and review their mistakes, reconsider, arrange a new pattern perhaps. But unfortunately, our mistakes once made often continue to haunt us and we are forced to live in the shadow of them. Recently, Ben Calvert had been wishing he'd acted differently in regard to his wife. Jesse had been deeply in love with Ben once, and he had to admit he'd treated her rather shabbily. And today, as the handsome woman pours him a glass of sherry, crosses the living room gracefully to put it in his hand, Ben feels a sudden wave of tenderness for her. Here you are, Ben. Thank you, my dear. Jesse, uh, sit here beside me. Oh. Then we'll have to crane our necks to look at each other. Now, I'll sit in the easy chair opposite. Jesse, my dear. Ben, be careful. My cigarette. Put it out, Jesse. Oh, I should say not. I just lit it. Ben, you'll knock my hair off, and I just had it done this afternoon. Lately, you're sure restless and evasive, Jesse. Oh, nonsense. You always seem to be dodging me somehow. Oh, you imagine it. Then why won't you sit here beside me for a moment? Jesse, it's time we stop walking around each other like a couple of boys getting ready for a fight. I'd like to be friends with you again. More than friends, Jesse. After all, we're husband and wife. I've been aware of that fact for some time, Ben. But it seemed to have escaped your attention until quite recently. I know I've done you a terrible injustice, my dear. I'd like to make up for it now. Well, you go and sit down comfortably and we'll talk things over. You won't settle anything, Ben, by suddenly taking it into your head to... to maul me like this. Now, Jesse, all I want is to express my affection. <laughs> just like a man. You ignore me for months and months. And just because you decide you may have been wrong, you expect me to fall into your lap like a ripe peach. Well, then, that's not the way a woman reacts. If you don't know it by now, it's time you did. I suppose I have this coming to me. But it hurts just the same. Now, Dan, for heaven's sake, don't go pathetic on me. Oh, goodness, many such children. Jesse, I admit I've been unfair to you, but now I want to make amends. Surely it's not too late. Remember years ago when first we were attracted to each other? You were beautiful then, my dear. You still are. And lately you've become even more desirable than you ever were. Yet when I try to come close to you... Well, Ben, as I just told you, a woman doesn't respond to a man out of a clear sky just because he gets a sudden urge to make love to her. But it seems to me there's something more to it. What makes you think so? I don't know exactly, but... You've changed somehow. Oh, Ben, you're dramatizing. I'm the same as I've always been. The trouble is you've been completely unaware of me for so long that I've seen different, that's all. We're practically strangers to each other. Yes, Jesse, we are like strangers. It's just what I'm saying. But when I try to become acquainted again, you hold back. Well, perhaps you're too impatient. Perhaps you'll give me time. My dear, if it's only a question of time, I wish I could be sure. You'll have to take my word for it, then. Yes, I suppose I shall. 
Naturally, I have to readjust myself. Seeing you in the role of the ardent lover comes as quite a surprise. If you only relax, Ben, let things follow their natural course, everything will be all right. Relax. It's been a long time since I've been able to. I know. And that's another thing. I've been meaning to have a serious talk with you about your health, Ben. I'm worried about you. No, there's nothing to worry about. Well, I'm not sure about that. You've been looking simply dreadful lately. Dark circles under your eyes, and you've lost weight. Only about six pounds. But you can't afford to. Frankly, if I were you, I'd go to Dr. Lewis and have a thorough checkup. Oh, I hate all that fuss and bother. Lewis will simply nag me about getting more sleep or drinking buttermilk. I don't need to be told what's wrong with me. I think you do. No, Jesse, I admit I've been feeling wretched these last few months, but it's not a question of physical health. It's the mental strain I've been under. I know. It's been trying. That's why I... If I could only get away somewhere. Vacation, complete change of scene. That's what I need. Jesse, why don't we take a trip? We'll go anywhere you like. Change wouldn't hurt you either. I told you before, Ben, I'm not particularly anxious to go barging off somewhere. It would do you good. But there's nothing wrong with me, either mentally or physically. But that's not the point, my dear. I'd like to go, and I'd like you to be with me. Maybe if we got away by ourselves, we'd be able to recapture what we had once and, and lost. I'm afraid that's a rather romantic notion, Ben. May work in the motion pictures. Unfortunately, real life isn't that simple. I can't understand why you have this resistance to the idea. Oh, well, then there are lots of things about me you don't understand. I must say, you don't try to make it any easier for me, either. Well, you've got to stop feeling sorry for yourself, then. I admit you've been treated unfairly by your daughter. But I did my best to warn you, didn't I? Just the same, all this self-pity you're indulging in isn't healthy. Sometimes, Jessie, you can be a very cruel woman. Oh, Ben... <laughs> Let's stop all this talk about what you are or what I am. People who go in for too much introspection don't do themselves or anyone else any good. Why don't you try to think about something else? Yeah, I suppose you're right, in a way. I'll tell you what, Jesse. How about going out to dinner tonight? Here's some music. Have a drink or two. And we might even dance, if you like. Ben, we're not in Chicago, you know. Remember, this is Wakefield. We can't go to some fancy night spot just because we want to. What's wrong with this new supper club? We've never been there since it opened. They uh, say it's not bad at all. Maybe not by Wakefield standards. Well, this girl who's managing it was imported from Chicago. They say she gives the place a lot of class. Uh, which reminds me, I met her today. Did you? She was having cocktails in the circus room at the hotel. She and Brett Cameron. Brett? Hmm. It seemed to be quite chummy. I imagine Mr. Vaughn's under the impression that Brett would be quite a catch. What do you mean? Oh, well, you know that air he has about him. I'm afraid I don't. Of course you do, Jesse. Cameron always behaves as if he had pots of money and came from some fine old Beacon Hill family. I've never noticed his being particularly upstage. Besides, there wasn't anything wrong with his family. And so far as the money goes, it isn't Brett's fault. His father left him what he did tied up in trust, so he gets... It dribbled out to him piecemeal. Yeah, I suppose not. Anyway, Lily Devon's a very beautiful girl. Well, it's not difficult to understand why he'd go for her. Well, I wouldn't say she was particularly good-looking. Jessie, I'm afraid that's feminine cat in it. Oh, good Lord. Every time a woman gives an impersonal, objective opinion about another woman's looks, a man always says she's being catty. 
I notice men don't hesitate to say what they think about each other. Man doesn't try to deny an obvious truth about another man. What do you mean, obvious truth? Why, in regard to Mr. Bond, for instance. Regardless of what she may be as a person, how can you deny she's beautiful? Oh, then. Bleached hair, a hard, common sort of face? You consider that beauty, you are losing your grip. Well, whether I think she is or not, it was perfectly evident Brett Cameron thought she was. He was simply laying himself out to be charming, and from what I saw, his charms weren't lost on her either. Oh, Ben, it's simply disgusting you're trying to behave like an elderly Cupid. I'd say you were behaving like a middle-aged feline, Jesse. What difference does it make to you if Brett Cameron picks himself up a blonde showgirl? Well, now you're being absolutely ridiculous. What on earth has it to do with me? I'd say nothing but the way you're carrying on. Well, he doesn't mean a thing to me, not a thing. Now, for heaven's sake, let's stop this absurd conversation and talk about something worthwhile. But Jessie had all she could do to regain her composure. She rebuked herself inwardly for revealing her emotional reaction to Ben's news, hoping she'd convinced him it meant nothing to her. Actually, Jessie was very much disturbed. Brett and Lily, she kept thinking. Brett and Lily. Ben Calvert had no idea how the gossip he'd casually told his wife might affect the plans Jesse and Brett Cameron were making. Plans which concerned Ben himself. <laughs>